Hello and welcome to another one of our podcasts. Um, been away for a few weeks, but we're back and the Terrors are in superb form. Uh, and tonight I'm joined by Ryan and Rich. Good evening, gents. Evening, Josh. Evening. Evening. So, as I just said, the Terrors are in terrific form. Five league wins on the bounce, um, as I'm sure people that listen to this podcast will know very much uh, what's going on. Um, the football's been excellent. The the wins have been, well, wins. <laughs> and um, equally as important, obviously, because they all mean three points, as somebody said at the football last night. Um, we'll be going into detail about last night's game against Merthyr, which was a thriller. I'm sure it's everybody that, that paid any sort of money to go in and watch that. That game last night will agree that it was an absolute cracker of a football match. Murphy probably scored the goal of the night, but not the branding. Goodchip and the Terrors will be worrying about that after the um, talisman at the moment bagged his third goal of the game in the 87th minute to win the game for Weymouth. We'll also be going, uh, we'll be talking about the Farnborough game away, which Weymouth won 6-2. Of course, the St. Neitz game uh, after that as well, which was just as impressive with the Terrors having to, at times, put up a bit of a rear guard uh, fight. On to last night first, and obviously it ended 3-2 to Terrors against a good, experienced, well-equipped Merthyr Town side. Um, Rich, you were at the game. It was a it was a really good performance for Terrors, particularly in the second half, and we just found a way again, didn't we? Yeah, I think so, Josh. I mean, you know, uh, <clears throat> I don't think we you know started that well. You know, we sort of Merthyr had a lot of the possession and uh, looked a little more threatening in the early stages. I thought and. Uh, you know, it was one of those, you know, that it could have, I don't know, it's just started then, you know, it, uh, we just sort of switched off a, a bit and conceded the first goal. And um, I don't know, it's, we did start to sort of slowly get going and obviously the penalty. Um, but the second half, as you said, Josh, I thought we were excellent. And um, the, the football we played as well, I mean, I very few sort of long balls just too forward you know it was all played trying to play it on the on the ground you know and uh, every ball was looking I mean we did create problems for ourselves a couple of t- times of some loose passes but you know they just kept trying you can tell there you know there's sort of there's a direction and a um, sort of a, an idea of how we want to play you can just tell you know from previous seasons I think and it's really starting to show now I think um, at the moment, and uh, we got our rewards last night, and also as we keep saying, and getting you know bored of saying it, I think the resilience and you know the attitude of the players is also coming through, which is uh, probably half the battle, really. Definitely, like like you just said there. I mean, to to score, I think against Farm, uh, sorry, against Basingstoke, we won three two late on. Slightly different circumstances, I thought, with that game because we weren't brilliant, but we we grounded out the three points. But last night. You can't really say that we had to grind the three points out. We we really earned them, and um, as as many Murphy fans, very honest bunch, said after the game, we we thoroughly deserved the three points last night. And some of the football was truly um, scintillating. I'm going to use it. It's it's, mm. it's a joy to watch when when the terrors get into full swing at the moment. I think you've got players, all of them, all of our attacking players. It seems are on form, and. It might have gone slightly under the radar, and I'm not sure if you'd agree with this or not, but 
I think Josh Carmichael's improved, improved, improved his performances a great deal. Last night, I thought he was very composed in the midfield, and he's linking up superbly with Davis and McCarthy, who was last night incredible. I mean, there was one particular run, wasn't there, Rich, where McCarthy took on about five players and then mm. put in a decent ball towards, I think it was either Thompson or Baker. But, I mean, if the Terrors carry on playing like this, I mean, who knows what might happen. Ryan, is it fair to say there was a, a few fist pumps last night from your uh, your home up in uh, outer regions? <laughs> um, yeah, I like I let you know last night when that third goal went in, I actually uh, punched the stairs in celebration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sat in my uh, little office under the stairs, did a fist pump in the air and nearly broke my fist. But <laughs> yeah. What, what, <laughs> nearly broke your fist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a result. I mean, Murphy, yeah. they, they've been doing all right this season and we know some of their players who've been around. Obviously, we had Fleetwood last season. We know what a threat he is. And, yeah, I, if I'm being honest, I would have like been quite happy with a draw before the game. But by the way we played, from like what everyone's saying about the game, it does sound like we actually went out there and took it to them and thoroughly deserved mm. the three points. So, yeah, I'm delighted with that result. And I think... Against Murphy as well, yes, I think they they obviously lost five four to Slough and probably if that's beaten this season as as if there's a better game than that this season or what at least it looked like then I, I'd be amazed. But they've got a really good side and they've got experienced players and players that have been there, done it, sort of sort of thing, mixed with good young players as well. And you could tell they certainly were one of the better sides that visited the Bob Lucas and they they play football as well, which is. I think helps us. Um, another thing last night, before I forget, it was really nice to see Stuart Fleetwood receive a really good reception from the from the mm, Bob Lucas yeah, faithful because definitely. because people are quick to forget things in football sometimes. And <clears throat> Fleetwood did only come to us on loan, but it had it. Had we have been at the topper end of the table, his goals maybe would have been remembered slightly more because in the long run, it would have probably got us to, to close to what we wanted to be last season, but. There's well, no doubt about it. He's a he kept us up, didn't he? Well, yeah. <laughs> the way it was going when he came in, I mean, we were right down there. So. <laughs> that's very true. Well, well, it's very true because we were picking up some shocking results, and mm-hmm. I think it was ju- just before the Dorchester game in on Boxing Day that sort of when he really started turning it on, wasn't it? And yeah. At that point, we were really struggling. I mean, we drew. We were drawing at home to Biggleswade in the last minute of the game, and it, it, things like that, and. Fleetwood's goals, yeah, they were vital, and he was a really good player for the club, even for a short space of time. So, I'm sure he appreciated the the applause that he got last night when he came off, and I thought it was thoroughly deserved. It does go to show that the Weymouth crowd can, when it wants to be, be um, be a nice crowd and a knowing crowd as well, and you know, and a, because they do appreciate it when an ex-player that that, that, that did the business. And he, it's also fair to say as well that he didn't exactly leave under acrimonious circumstances. No, he, uh, he was honest when he left as well. And, mm. Yeah, so there's no bad blood um, whatsoever. And I'm sure he'll do really well from her for this season. And I'm sure you'll both agree with that one. Um, mm. Yeah, just not like 
just staying with the game. I think, and I, I, obviously, you can people know that I obviously do the do the post match interviews um, for the football club, and I mentioned to Paul Maitland after the game that perhaps in previous seasons going one nil down and uh, being pegged back to two two would have knocked the confidence out of teams and um, and, and and players at the time. But with this squad, there does really seem to be a real strength and togetherness within. And actually, actually when Murph got it back to 2-2, there was only one winner. And for the, for the first time in a long, long time, it only looked like being Weymouth. So, Rich, that that just goes to show as well, the, the little bit of belief in, in character, without sounding like Brendan Rodgers, the character <laughs> that there is within the squad, not just mm. the 1-11. No, right. That's that. It. That's it. In a nutshell, Josh. Really, I mean, you got to look. What's five wins in a row now, isn't it, or whatever? You know, we've come back from defeats and had a good run of, of victories again. And you know, under Jason, we tended if we had a defeat, we'd go three, four games without a win. You know, but now it's like, well, okay, we forget that, move on. You know, and um, go on another run of of wins, and that's what's happened at the moment. And uh, I think it's the same in the matches as well. You know, we might concede a goal you know even though we could be on well on top and it could be a body blow and you know I think it was the case last night you know when we went 1-0 down although we didn't start that well I didn't think we deserved to be <laughs> behind and you know before we'd have been scrambling to try and maybe get a one-all draw at the end of the game and also I mean that wonder goal that seems to keep as we everyone was saying we keep having these world worldies scored against us every time the ball drops in the box <laughs> you know somebody's having a crack and it's going in the top corner at, at every time at the minute um it's one of those ones it really is as soon as it left his foot you thought oh no here we go it's, you knew it was going straight in the top corner <laughs> um but it went, you know, it that, absolutely went flying in, didn't it? As well, it yeah, really did. It was a rocket. No, it was a hell of a goal. And like you said, that's just what's happening at the minute. But it, uh, you know, that's the sort of. I mean, that was probably more of a body blow. You know, before that, it would have been. You know, that would have been it. Or curtains, or it would have been Murphy pushing for the the win, as you said, Josh. You know, but no, it was. You know, we came, we put that aside again, and went on and won the game. And uh, I think that's the difference so far. And long may it continue. So. Absolutely, um, and obviously, we we saw it too many times last season, didn't we, Ryan? Where we were in the ascendancy in games, got pegged back, and then never looked like coming back into it. Now, you could put that down to the management at the time or whatever, but the, the, the games this season, and we'll go on to the Saint Neots game in a little bit, but we we do just seem to have this. I know it's very early days, but I mean, losing to Chelmsford, for example, in the FA Cup could have potentially not not the stuffing out of the players, but it's done the opposite, hasn't it? Yeah, there seems to be a different belief amongst the squad we've got at the moment. And I think Paul made a really good point when he said, because they're all, like, well, mainly the majority of them is fresh faces, aren't they? And they haven't been involved in that sort of way of setup in the past that have thrown away games and thrown away leads and not managed to get back from being behind and I think what what happened in the past was that it was happening so often that the players just seemed to lose their belief when they did concede one it was almost like a, oh here it goes again and there's nothing they can do about it but th- th- this new set just seemed to have a different sort of mentality about them it's, it's like a never ne- never give up like when we lost to 
Tiverton and then obviously lost to Hereford in the next league game. That could have easily just ended our season. And in the past, that sort of thing has happened. But we've absolutely turned it around with five five wins on the bounce. And we've got, I'm not going to say it's an easy run of games, but we've got like a, a nice run of games coming up. So there's no reason for that not, not to continue. There isn't, and it's about going out there and, and doing it, I guess. But yeah, they, I think actually, to an extent, the St Ives game on Saturday could be just as difficult as the last few we've had in terms of the fact that they have to win already. They're, they're sort of, I think they're, I think they're second from bottom. I might be wrong, but I think they're they're sort of second, third from bottom, one of them sort of positions. So they're, they're already fighting a little bit, and also. We've been there a few times, and they admit it themselves. The pitch isn't always the best mm-hmm. in the world, but we have to go there and do what we have to do. And that's not, you know, the, the team so far this season has, has, has met most obstacles and and passed them with flying colours. So we'll see how this next run goes. Like you say, we've got games that look winnable on paper. We just got to go and do it. And, and I'm, I've I've got full confidence in, in them that they will. And I think, I don't want to say too much, but obviously you'd rather, I think, put it this way, if if, if we if we said that we'd finish fourth at the end of the season, we'd snap James Spring's arms off for it. But <laughs> we've got to be there at the end of the season. You know, it's, other it's, arms available. <laughs> other arms are available. And I'm sure there are a few sought-after arms as well. Um, but... <laughs> I'm sorry, James. We keep trying to take your arms off you. It's not, it's not very nice, really, is it? But um, no. Um, the, that superb win last night and a, a brilliant reaction from the terrorist crowd. Who also, it's, it's worth mentioning, stayed right with the team throughout. Um, I made a little bit of a joke to Ryan uh, throughout the day that. I still get the feeling sometimes that there are a few people that claim to be Weymouth fans that sometimes would seem to not necessarily wish the club very well. But I think most people in the ground last night were really getting right behind the team and it was great to see. And ultimately, they were rewarded with a superb Terrors win and a really good atmosphere. And also, before we leave last night, a really good Tuesday night crowd, wasn't it? I think 527 um, people on a really wet night when... Champions League's on and, and, and things like that so that's also encouraging isn't it isn't it guys yeah that's the type of games that bring people back as well you can, I can almost guarantee that 90% of the home crowd are going to be pumped up and looking forward to the next game now when, when you get a game like that you just can't wait for the next one to come along so mm. yeah I'm, I'm happy that a lot of people are there to see it and I hope um I hope they turn out for the less appealing Froom at home, but we, we need them there. Yes, definitely. And and like Paul and Brandon, I think said after the game last night, they, the, the crowd can be a huge difference. And long, long may that continue. Um, the Farnborough game last, last week ended in a six-two victory for Wayne away from home. Um, I mean, it was. It was another one of them terrific performances. Slightly different to the last couple, which have been narrow wins in terms of the actual end scoreline. But this performance against Farnborough was was truly an attacking masterpiece. And when you have all four of your strikers available to you at the club 
score on the same evening. That's truly incredible, isn't it? Yeah, that that just shows the strength of all four of them. They've all managed to bag a goal on the night. And then Carmichael's goal is probably the best strike of them all, isn't it? Yeah, Danny Webb's going to have a really difficult month this month. with <laughs> goal of the month. I think Davis has it, doesn't he? How on earth? <laughs> yes, although I, I, it's, I think Carmichael, that goal potentially could give him a little bit of a run for his yeah. money because of the run before it as well. Yeah. But I agree, I think my vote's for Davis, put it that way. I'm not going to lie. I think you know, it was a brilliant strike. Um, but no, I mean, to go, to go away to Farnborough and... I'm going to raise it now, actually. Farnborough beat Hereford last night, away from her. Mm. I think Matt Kafer kept a clean sheet. I'm sure we won't hear the end of that. But um, I mean that in all respects as well. Superb achievement. Um, it, it was just truly... Um, six, scoring six, I mean, we scored six a couple of times away from home last season. But to score, Rich, to score six away from home against any opposition is, is a, it's something to be really sort of Please, isn't it really? It's, it's, it's fine achievement. Mm, well, I said, and then they're not—they're not doing that great. But I mean, the way at Farnborough is always, you know, a tough-looking uh, test, really. And um, you know, and we saw they came back from uh, being three 0 down to Dortch, was it? And so when they sort of got those odd goals back, and you sort of just being at home watching the scores, you do sort of wonder, <laughs> worry a bit. But looking at the goals on YouTube, I mean, it was just frightening, really. You know how how well we were looking on those, and obviously you saw the whole match, and you know you say how good a attacking uh, performance it was. I mean, you know, incredible, really. And you know, it's one of those ones you could say, well, a point would have been a good result there, but you know, to come away with. That sort of score, <laughs> you know, it really is incredible, and uh, you know, it's um, it's good to see. Well, I was absolutely treated to a goal feast in them a couple of nights because the night before the Farmer match, I went up to the island of Portland, and they lost five three to Bournemouth Poppies, and in the Bournemouth Poppies lineup that night was Terra Lewis Harvey. Just a little sort of caveat there. So, sixteen goals in two nights of football. I was I wasn't oh. too wasn't complaining too much mm, and can't be bad six six of them scored by your team out of 16 is, <laughs> isn't bad either um no it, truly fantastic and all four strikers scoring and it was the night where i think harry baker really come come um what's the what's the thing what's what am i trying to say come uh, uh, he, he's come to the party throughout the season he's been scoring goals, but he established himself as a, as a key, key player for Weymouth on, on that night, and he was truly brilliant, and there was a few raised eyebrows last night when he wasn't included in the starting eleven. but I can completely see why that happened now, because he's very young, and he's almost still quite very raw, mm-hmm. so you want to keep him his feet on the ground, eh? and also keep him fresh and you know, ready and raring for the next one, and it's also important to have all the other strikers in in, in good form. And but I just wanted to give him a special mention. He obviously, I think he won man of the match. Is that right? Or no, he didn't, did he? No, good good chips on the last two, and he looks set to win last night's as well. So another hat trick for him. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, another hat trick. Yeah, I like that. 
Is, Brandon's full yeah. of hat tricks at the minute in some way, shape, or form. Um, but no, fantastic performance, six-two win away, and it obviously set us up nicely for the Saint Neots game on Saturday that we won two-one. Um, it was the <laughs> we were comfortable at two-nil actually, and I know it's a cliche, but we really weren't. But, but what I'm trying to get at is you did get the sense that that if Certainly, it's grabbed one. We are in a little bit of trouble because for the first time this season, we were starting to lag a little bit, isn't it? I think Mark said that in the echo after after the game. Um, it was the first time that I noticed the players sort of getting a bit leggy, particularly sort of 80 minutes in. But that's also worth remembering that we had a game on the Wednesday night, so it was a little bit of a, a, a quicker turnaround. But what I'm trying to sort of get at was despite St. Neots putting us under real pressure for the final 20 minutes of the game, we didn't really look like conceding, even though we were a little bit leggy, because the, the defensive organisation was just so spot on. And a special mention for Mark Travers, because he made a couple of good saves, but more, perhaps more impressive than that was his commanding of the box. And I don't just mean coming out to claim crosses, but his organisation of his defence was just. Well, I, I've not. I don't remember a way of goalkeeper that has commanded a penalty area as well as he does. I really don't, and I'm happy to be. Obviously, you two have saw, have saw, have seen more Weymouth games than I have, and for for more years. That probably says because you're slightly older, but <laughs> we won't go down that route. But <laughs> would you agree? I mean, we just. I just wanted to give Travers a, pra- a bit of praise for that one because he really really does command his defence brilliantly, doesn't he? Yeah, and is he still 18? I think he's uh, he's 18 or 19, yeah. It, that's mad, isn't it? Because I forget that when you see... 18 he, years old, yeah. He's so composed and... He, big? Yeah, big as well, yeah. Isn't, yeah, the, like you said, the way he does command the defence and... He's so confident for a teenage goalie. It's you don't normally see that with a goalie that's coming through the ranks. They normally are a bit shy for the first few years or not quite as developed. But he seems to have it all already, and I think he has got a very promising future ahead of him. Definitely, um, Rich. When you because we did have to sort of grind out the three points for this one and it was a bit of a dogfight towards the end when you can win games of football like that is that a telltale sign of a good team well it's got to be I think isn't it really I mean you know I mean last night was probably the first time out of the home games where I felt we've really you know in that second half we've really played anything like you know the, the football on the ground that you know Mark obviously wants us to play on a more over a whole half of football you know it's and we're also shown that we're capable of digging in and scrapping it out, as you might want to, you know, put it. And you know, seeing the game out, you know, holding on to what we got, or to try and grab a winner or a point, wherever it may be. I mean, of course, we're going to get the odd, you know, times when we don't get get something. But I think you know, it won't be for the want of um, you know, digging in and trying for, you know, for that sort of thing. And. I think you know that is, is as much as the football is pleasing and uh, nice to watch and good. I think it's that side of it that 
you know, you need to win, you know, either win the league or at least get in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, you've really got to have that about you, I think, in the Southern Premier. And it looks like that side of it in the moment is uh, is uh, looking quite good. Definitely. No, and I think we've had a mixture of results this season in terms of the games we've won. I think the Dorchester game was probably the most straightforward win we've had in the sense that it could have been more and um, it was very, very, very comfortable for the Terrors. We didn't really have to break out of stride, but somebody mentioned to me, I think it might have been... We don't name names under the main stand, do we? So I'm not going to name the name, actually. Um, That we, we don't seem to be having many easy games at the moment. Like... And when I say easy, I, I think Rich hit the nail on the head. There are many easy games in the Southern League, but so far this season, we've played Froome away. That's always difficult, 1-4-1. Kettering, Tiverton away, Hereford, Kings Lynn, Farnborough away, St. Neats away, Merthyr. We've played some really, you know... Mm. Yes, I think we played St. Ives. We obviously played St. Ives at the start of the season at home, which you would like to think would be a terrorist win, but it was the first game of the season, so... We don't really seem to be having games where we sort of, I don't want to sound arrogant, but that, okay, right, we can definitely go and win that sort of attitude. But my point is, we've we've passed so many tests. Yes, we lost Hereford. And on another day, we could have got something out of that game. There's no doubt about it. But we've passed most tests with flying colours. A lot. Of already, a lot of people have proved doubters wrong. There's no doubt about it that doubters have been proved wrong. Um, and yeah, things are looking really good. What I would next come on to is, and it's a really tricky one because we are doing so well on five games on the bounce, which I'm not tired of saying. <laughs> um, but in your, your guys' opinions, and obviously it's all quite sort of it is an opinion based game football obviously but I'll start with you Ryan if there was if there was one position or one thing you would you would say would make an even more positive difference to the team if there was a lot of money floating around the club to spend who what would you what would you bring in oh you would still like to see a more, more experienced centre back. I'm not. I don't want to discredit the ones we have got at the moment. Cause I think they are, they are very talented players. But I, ideally, what I'm saying is, I'd like to see Jordan Rose back or Stefan Zubar, someone like that, someone who can, if it, if the game isn't going your way, can just take take the bat for, t- take control of it, and just like calm the situation down. That sort of player. At the moment, we've not had to. We've not had to need it because when we do get pegged back or things aren't going our way, our, our strike force is so good that they're just outscoring your position. But I don't put it this way: Jordan Rose isn't going to weaken your team, is he? He's definitely going to. Um, he definitely add to it and add. And we saw when he came in just how much better the defence looks. So that that that's what I'd like. But if if we can't get or don't get anyone else in, I. I still think our squad and our team's strong enough to make a good fist of it in this league. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But please, please, can uh, we have Rose? 
<laughs> I'll, I'll write a letter to Haven. <laughs> write a letter. Write a letter to Haven just with three pound in the envelope or something. Yeah, and some just kisses on say, the Yeah, a bit like that kid that sent his pocket money to Tom Kearney. Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> Brilliant. He got more money in the Rich. Wire, would probably. you? you gonna say, yeah. Kids these days seem to have more money than adults. It's incredible. Uh, um, Seems that way. Um, yeah. You sound like you're talking from experience there, Rich. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Rich, would you, go, would, you, um, would you go along with Ryan there? Um, I think so, Josh. I mean, I think if you ask most of the fans, I think that would be the position that most people would say if there is a slight concern about it might be that you know, a bit of, like I said, an experienced head at, at, in the centre-back positions, just to, as Ryan said, you know, to just to calm things down and organise. And if you've got Mark Travers behind as well, and, you know, it's only going to strengthen us and make sure, you know, that we can hold on to things. And either, as as also Ryan said, you know, either one of Zubar or uh, Rose or, or, you know, to someone, preferably one of those two, as we know them, we know what they're all about. I mean, we can bring in the you know the best experienced player in the world, but if he's going to upset the apple cart, you know, you're almost going to um, you know cause more problems than you solve. So, you know, um, and as also as Ryan said, that so far we've been coping okay. I mean, but you know, as the season goes on, I suppose every club brings in tends to bring in somebody, don't they? Whether it be after Christmas or you know, just before the, you know, Easter time, just to see you know, where we are and just, to, you know, try and make sure we get over the line. And, uh, but I, I guess Mark will, you know, if he feels it, he needs to address that situation, I guess he will. But yeah, I mean, that's the only, that's the only position I feel, you know, that there may be room for a little bit, you know, of experience, but, you know, I'm sure that will be looked into as and when it may be required, I, I guess. Yeah, and obviously it's a long off season, and injuries and suspensions and things like that can potentially mount up at some point. All clubs, all clubs have that. Um, the the sort of penultimate point I wanted to come on to was about the league in general. Um, to me, I've probably I've been to every, well, I've been to every game so far this season, but to, to me anyway, the, the Southern League looks and feels stronger than ever before mm-hmm. when. At the start of the season, people were sort of saying, oh, well, Hereford and, and, and then the rest. But that's really not been the case, has it, so far? It's it's a really tough league. And what I was going to also say was, as well as that, obviously, with only one team going down, there are going to be an awful lot of teams that have the the, the, the typical sort of, we've got nothing to play for approach. So could that also make things interesting in the latter part of the season? There just seems to be so many strong teams this season. Like, there's either a lot of teams with a bit of money behind them, like more than what we've been used to. Uh, Kings Lynn seem to have a bit of money behind them. Um, Kettering obviously do because of the the crowds they can get in. But then we've got teams like Slough who are doing well because. They're, they're getting decent crowds as well, so they've got more money than they have before. And as well, they've stuck with their managers. They they got the mm. two managers in charge, haven't they? And it, 
it kind of shows something for having a bit of stability that Slough weren't tearing up trees in their first season in the Southern League, but stick with their managers for a couple of years, they've become very competitive and, and Biggleswade do the same. Biggleswade can beat anyone on their day and they've, mm. they've still got um, mm. none in charge, haven't they? And he's been there for a while now. Yeah. So it is kind of that mix of well-funded teams, or oh, Royston as well, I forgot to mention them for well-funded, and teams who are have been together a while now and have really gelled. So it is a very competitive league. And I think you can you can probably look at from 13th, which is Basingstoke upwards, that's teams that are going to want to be in the in the playoffs at the end of the season. And Hitchin are below there, and you'd fancy them to improve as the season goes on. So it's, it is very competitive, and that's why when people ask, I'd just say, look, I'd... I really would take playoffs because it would be some achievement this season and it's something that we've never done since uh, being relegated to this league mm. even though we've been highly fancied some years so it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult yeah, but we're see- in a good position so well people are starting to talk about Weymouth now and I'm not just talking about Weymouth fans you, you look on on various groups on, on, on Facebook and various other social media the people are talking about Weymouth seriously now and Maybe this season, perhaps because we had a new manager, there's, there's a bit more of a honeymoon period and people didn't fancy us as much. But yeah. in my opinion, we look more equipped now than we ever did under the previous manager. We, we might not make it. We, we might not. There might not be. But certainly the way, the, the way we're going about things is certainly much better. And who knows, we, we, we could achieve what we want to achieve this season. And I've got full confidence the way out from what I've seen so far. Sure, everybody else says that these boys are really hungry and committed, and, and they're good players. And we'll see how far we can go. And before I uh, go on to the final part, just we will just try and plug a couple of things. The next, we'll go. We'll, the next five games, Weymouth will go for because we could go on all night. Um, Saturday, obviously, is away to St Ives Town. Um, difficult pitch, difficult place to go. But a winnable game, uh, albeit. Uh, so that's Saturday, the 21st, this coming Saturday. And then we're back at the Bob Lucas Stadium next Tuesday, at home to Froome Town, um, which should all, is always interesting. We then play Hereford at Edgar Street in the FA Trophy on Saturday the 28th. Uh, and providing that there is no replay in that match, we then play Bridport in the Dorset Senior Cup closely followed by Hitchin and I'm up spending a romantic evening with you that night Ryan so <laughs> make sure I uh, make sure you um, clean the bed sheets <laughs> <laughs> yeah after you slept in them yeah after I've slept <laughs> yeah um, and then we've got after that just for banter we've got the romantic trip to Totten in the Big free is it bigfreebet.com challenge cup. I think I got that right. Yeah. Um so yeah. Plenty of stuff going on. Um pleased to announce that the club are, are, uh, are um in January Brian Walber in the back of the bus team never do a bingo. So there's gonna be a cash bingo going on at the football club um in January. That's just that is all confirmed. It's just uh it's 
January the 5th, I think. So, New Year bingo at the football club, something to get involved in. Um, the club are always looking for sponsors and things like that and various businesses to come on board, which is as every non-league club is. But um, <clears throat> certainly, if you listen to this and are interested in sponsoring, then jump on board by all means. Um, fantastic. Uh, Ryan, as ever, doing a splendid job on the website. Um, you've got a couple of groovy little new features, including I absolutely love the football emoji for the match report. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. But all joking aside, um, things tickle along nicely. Yeah, just done a little bit of um, tidying up on the fixtures page and trying to make the man of the match pictures and reports more accessible and more obvious to find. So I hope people are you well I've noticed and are using it. Um just just a little thing to just to make it look nicer. Um also working on the Terror's timeline, which is something that's been on the site for years but it hadn't been updated. I think the last update said that Weymouth are planning to go full time, so <laughs> that, that, that shows you how long ago that was yeah. <laughs> uh, 12 years ago so um yeah I'm, wow i'm updating that and making that a bit easier to use a bit nicer to look at so yeah pl- plenty going on on the website i hope people enjoy the features and vote on the man of the matches and that sort of stuff but yeah always reach out if there's any but ideas don't cheat. don't cheat no don't vote from <laughs> no multiple accounts <laughs> you accused me of doing that the other week to get Brandon Goodship man in the match. Wow, he's won three in a row now. <laughs> I have my suspicions. You're getting a bit suspicious. Yeah, yeah. I just put, I just put it down to his good form personally. Maybe you, know. maybe you motivated him but, a little um, bit. Well, yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'm the one. I'm the one that should take the credit for it. <laughs> you know, well, you got an assist last season, didn't you? So. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Mars bar. <laughs> That was the season before, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I yeah, went okay. and got Stuart yet in a Mars bar. Oh, just on Stuart yet, and congratulations to Truro for um, oh, yeah, excellent. getting through to the first round. They've got a mouth-watering tie away at the Valley to play Charlton Athletic, which is a huge day out for them. Oh, and yeah. also, not just Stuart yet, and Tom McHale, of course, as well. And oh, Copy. Nearly forgot Copy. Yeah, Copy. I'm sure Sorry, there's copy. others in there as um, well. Ed Palmer, you could say. Riley Lowe, is he still there? Yeah, Ben Gering. Yeah. Is Ben Gering there? He was. I don't know if he still is. Um, was Niall, Maybe I got Niall that wrong, Thompson, but there's a... is he still there or is he gone? Not sure if he is anymore. I think he might have moved on, but okay. there's a few. You there's see, a um, few. Isaac so, yeah, Vassell good luck to them. Banging them in in the championship mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, How... man of the match performance on Friday for Birmingham. How mad's that? Like, when he played for us, I thought he'd got talent and could become a, like, a really good player but I wouldn't expect them to be mm. like <laughs> in the second tier of fo- uh, English football so yeah massive well done to him and it, I, I guess that kind of shows to our players that even if you have had to come down to this level or you are playing this level there's still like there's still every chance that you'll, you'll get picked up if you put the work in which Vassell's obviously done yeah most definitely um, and fair play to him as well because Huge step up, and he's doing it, which is half the battle. Um, for um, under the main stand, um, to be fair, 
Yeah, we've not been doing much. No. <laughs> um, we, there's, there's not been a lot um, in terms of content um, for various reasons. Um, there was a draw specialist last week that I'm trying to wrap my brains. Ashley Wells, I've just looked yeah. at it, and Jake won, which is highly suspicious considering they're very good friends. <laughs> but anyway, another story Another story for another day. Um, I feel like we'll, we'll start doing stuff again on there. It's just, if you've got any ideas for under the main stand, then that's the sort of thing, lovely, please feel free to, <laughs> I'm sure Brian will agree with this, anybody, just please just um, help, because <laughs> it can get quite impossible to, <laughs> um, what is good, and what is lovely to see is that there are more and more people volunteering around the club now, which is Kate sort of put out that rally cry for people, and they are coming, and it's fantastic to see new faces in and around, um, always people that actually enjoy doing it as well which mm-hmm. is half the problem but um yeah things certainly looking up on the up for the terrors uh away game to cambridgeshire to play st ives on saturday and then home to Froomtown. hopefully another busy crowd at the bob lucas stadium um i think really all that's left to say is terrors doing really well positivity around the place here's hoping that it can continue um, I'm off to watch a probably boring Champions League game um, because if it's anything to go by Saturday's game that involved Manchester United, it was it's going to be tedious. So um, we, we should see about that, um, guys. Thank you for coming on. I'm sure you enjoyed it, Rich. You're yeah. becoming more more and more of a regular feature here now. So yeah, it seems like, yeah. yeah, no, that's all right. Thanks for asking. Yeah. No, we love yeah. you and. Your uh, your Dorset tones. It's brilliant <laughs> to have you on board, and even even with the kids in the background, it's superb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to find a room somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just go out to the car. <laughs> yeah, I know it was suggested actually. Karen did suggest that, but I thought, oh, oh it was okay. it was on the t- metal, or maybe back to Costa Coffee or something. Yeah, yeah, might have to do that. I think. Yeah. brilliant Um, so yeah and obviously as ever cheers to Ryan and look forward to seeing you for our romantic weekend at the start of November absolutely that's all all that needs to be said the Pete Saxby classic line (laughs) Um, by the way that by the way that man's curries are unbelievable Um, I'll let you work out positively or negatively Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, fantastic Terra's doing well thank you for listening to those of you that have obviously you're listening to this now so obviously you have um, yeah brilliant we shall be back in the next well probably a couple of weeks time where we hope to be joined by Terra's legendary supporter Mr Pete Pavey Um, thank you very much every big one big call but he will be joining us in a couple of weeks (laughs) um Thank you for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.